Welcome to the Luminous Space Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. Our focus today is Good Friday. This is a really meaningful day if we allow ourselves to really embrace its fullness. In this time together, the solemn collect is a way that we kind of begin our posture for the liturgy of Good Friday. Dear people of God, Heavenly Father sent His Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved, that all who believe in Him might be delivered from the power of sin and death and become heirs with Him of everlasting life. Amen. The psalm today is Psalm 22. The gospel is John 18, 1, all the way through chapter 19, verses 42. We're not going to read all of that today. It is the story of Christ moving towards the cross, His crucifixion, and the tension of the day of Good Friday that we celebrate even now. You know, over the past year or so, I have spent a lot of time with people working through deconstruction, meaning people unpacking, examining, and working through their beliefs, their faith. Those walking this path attempt to work through their disorder, uh, hoping to reorder, reprioritize their values, their systems, their faith framework. I have personally done this more than once, and it can be a beautiful and healthy process and very needed. See, our religious background has a lot of bearing on our need of deconstruction and how it happens. The majority of us see this play out in numerous ways. An example, finding your own path while in college or right out of college or when something catastrophic happens in your life or perhaps 
life gives you lemons and you weren't really taught what to do when things just don't work out. And no, I'm not going to finish that lemonade direction. But religious trauma syndrome, this RTS, is a real thing. At first glance, it can look like PTSD, but not everyone has that level of tension or experience with religion itself. But we shouldn't be surprised or panic when it occurs. So why am I talking about this on Good Friday? There's some deeply rooted truths to what we believe uh, and what we choose to not believe, what we get to a point of maybe not believing once of what we were once taught. If Good Friday in the narrative of Christ, his life and journey to the cross and his crucifixion can teach us so many things, but part of, I believe, the posture that we see in the margins, we see it apparent, is the letting go. Incredibly important way of living. At some point in a true process of deconstruction, we are confronted on what we really believe about Jesus. It may begin with, the, is the Bible true? That idea. Or a pointing out of discrepancies found throughout Scripture. Is it really infallible? That's a big one. The questions go on and on. It may be that we make our grip on what we have been taught to be so important that we lose sight of what is really important. Follow me for a moment. In John 21... 17, Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him for the third time. Obviously, there's some connection there because later on we know what Peter does three times in his denial of Christ. But do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things and you know that I love you. Jesus said, Then feed my sheep. Care for. Watch. Make sure they have what they need. Later on, Jesus continues to say, follow me. Following Christ may not be what we always make it out to look like. It is tougher than we have been told. But it is also more simple in some ways. If our framework of following the way, the way of Jesus, 
if this framework is faulty, the weakest storm that we experience in life could be all that it takes. If we are always afraid of doubts and questions as if they were sins, then our faith will be shaken easily. See, people are starving for good news. Good news, this thirst that can only be quenched by living water that is found in the way of Jesus. Humans are hungry for the bread of life. So we can stop grasping and instead live as if Jesus actually rose from the dead. That changes things dramatically. Death is contrary to God, and if death is natural, if it is the ultimate truth about life and about the world, if it is the highest and immutable law about all of creation, then there is no God. And this whole story about creation, joy, And the light of life is a total lie. It's Father Alexander Schumann. There's so much to unpack there. God moving through time and space with the narrative of Jesus the only Son of God, being pierced, now breaks through to commune with humans even today with our doubts, our questions, our deconstruction, and all that we have. Good Friday is about us entering the difference between God and humanity and touching it for a moment sitting in it. I pray that we process this day with hope in mind, but allow ourselves to sit with the weight of Christ's life and death. There's a poem from Mary Oliver called Gethsemane. The grass never sleeps or the roses, nor does the lily have a secret eye that shuts until morning. Jesus said, wait with me, but the disciples slept. The cricket has such splendid fringe on its feet, and it sings. Have you noticed with its whole body 
and heaven knows if it ever sleeps. Jesus said, wait with me. And maybe the stars did. Maybe the wind wound itself into silver tree and didn't move. Maybe the lake far away where once he walked as on a blue pavement lay still and waiting, wild awake. Oh, the dear bodies, slumped and eyes shut, that could not keep that vigil. How they must have wept, so utterly human, knowing this too, must be a part of the story. Observing Good Friday helps us embrace our humanity, our weakness, our courage, the human story of death to new life. And Mary Oliver's poem reminds us that the challenge that we face when keeping vigil with those we love in times of suffering. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to LuminousAnglican.com. Peace be with you.